Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! So, today is Wednesday, and it's December 15th, I believe. Uh, There was no podcast yesterday, and let me explain. Uh, Yesterday morning, when I was about to sit down and do my podcast, I was unable to do it. Because my mother called and told me that my father had passed away that morning, yesterday morning. Which was nighttime for them, but morning for me. And uh, so just for a brief moment, I will tell you a little thing. I already knew when I woke up in the morning here in Florida. I already knew that my father had passed away. Because I had a feeling. I, I, I did. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time. Yeah. Okay. To Yay. Up. Um, and so I. Anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yay. A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we we'll see what happens, right? I could tell when I was dreaming uh, at night, and then when I woke up from the dream, I had a really weird, unusual feeling that I don't normally feel that way. And I thought, "Oh, my father's this morning. It's it's my father has died." And I laid in bed. I couldn't go back to sleep. And I kept thinking about how was I going to hear about it? When was I going to hear about it? Should I call the home where he lives and check? And I just thought I would just try to go about my morning. I really didn't feel right. I really knew something was up. And then on about the time I was about to do my podcast, the phone rang. I immediate, my phone never rings that time of day. And in fact, my phone rarely even rings. And of course, it was my mother. And uh, at this time of day, it's very early in the morning for her. And she told me, I didn't even, she didn't have to tell me. I, she uh, rang the phone and I answered, hi, I know dad died. She goes, how did you know? And I said, I just, what do you think I am? You know, I just know. You know, he's my father. I have a, I don't really want to get into like the depths and deep depths of energy and molecules and whatnot, but I have a spirituality and I'm connected to God and God is connected to the people in my family, whether they believe in God or not. And uh, I just, you know, when you are connected to somebody through that type of a bond, and if you are sensitive and empathetic, you can feel it. And uh, I unfortunately have a certain level of empathy. And uh, I, when people, certain people, I met with, this was not as strong as when my grandmother died. On the other hand, I'm a lot older now. And it's possible that things that I used to be more sensitive to are I can feel less of now. Because as you get older, you become desensitized to certain things. And, uh, you know, it takes more to feel things. And so... It was not as abrupt as when my grandmother died, but um, I did have a sense in the morning. And, you know, I thought I was going to go about my day, a normal day, but unfortunately I was unable to concentrate properly on the things I normally concentrate on. And really all I was able to do was go to the gym and work it out. 
And then uh, I had to cancel my writing group because I, I just wasn't able to focus properly. <coughs> and they would not have had my full attention. And uh, then I wasn't able to go to my dance class because I, I didn't want to spend the money and not be able to concentrate. And then I also didn't want to have the focus be on me. You know, when I came into the class, I didn't want to have everyone go, oh, you know, your dad, I'm sorry. And I didn't want to have, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to come into a good, happy, you know, uplifting space and bring it down. And I, I, I could be brought up, but I also thought that I didn't want the focus on me in the dance class. I just, I'm not that guy. I'll take the focus on me, I'll take the sympathy, and I'll take the empathy in a personal one-on-one -on -one way, but I don't want a grand production. And so um, today, how am I dealing with it? This is like day one, and uh, I did not sleep well last night. I got to admit that I'm having a lot more upset with my brothers than I am. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I did not... I was not caught off guard by my father. He was ill for a while. And at this point, he was better off dying than staying the way he was. And he went very peacefully in his sleep. He had no pain, no sense of anything going on because he was really quite out of it with Alzheimer's by then. My stepmom has very little memory. And although she did get to say her last goodbyes, she today I called the home where she lives to see how she's doing and she doesn't really know what's going on. And, uh, but I plan on having a Skype call with her on Friday. And I did check on her today and sent, told the nurse there to, uh, to please tell her that I called and I needed a day to process my own grief and that I would then call later. But anyways, that's how that happened. And, and today, how am I dealing with it? Well, I have a therapy session at one, which is in only 45 minutes I'm looking forward to. And I'm really angry with my brothers. I got to admit, the real problem that I'm having is not about the fact that my father passed away. You know, I understand death. I understand people passing away. I have lived through 90% of the people that I've known and loved have died already. And... Uh, you know, it's been a process for me of meeting new people all the time because I, I, I've had people die from tragedy and... You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. Natural causes and AIDS and other cancers and it's not new for me, unfortunately. But I'm a slightly bit jaded uh, and the problem that I'm really having the most of is with my brothers because I, the, this has exacerbated the already anger that I already had. And it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, this has at least in one part, it has sorted out the difference between what I'm angry about. Okay. So at this point, the fact that they gave my dad a vaccine is a moot point. It doesn't matter anymore. And so that part of me being angry is kind of over. But the part that is not over 
is more strong than it ever was. And that's the part where that they completely disrespected me and treated me like my feelings didn't count. And more importantly, the information that I was giving them was that I was poo-pooed for lack of a more professional way to say it. I was blown off. And I felt like that I was contributing an alternative you, know, you have two people that have the same source of information saying, well, our information is valid. And you have one person that has different information that has contra information. Don't you think it at least deserves to be looked at? And I had information directly from the website of the vaccine that said who to not give it to, who it's not recommended for. And they didn't want to hear that information. They wanted to hear the information from the CDC and the FDA that had a vested interest in distributing vaccines. And so I felt, I don't care that they gave my father a vaccine at this point. What I care about is that you had two people that are my brothers that say to my face, they begged me to come back from Europe. I was living in Europe. I was having a great time. And let me tell you something. When I'm away from my family and I'm free and I'm supporting myself and I'm making my own friends and doing what I want, I am a very successful, happy person and I don't have these recovery issues and these mental health issues, okay? And when I start allowing myself to be suckered into my family's web of abuse, I find myself in the position I'm in today. You know, it doesn't take me long to get here. And how I am today is I'm alone. I'm starting over. I'm angry. You know what I mean? I, I'm, you know, in a very uncomfortable. I'm alone. My father just died and I'm all alone with my grief. And, you know, I don't even want to talk to my family members. And it has nothing to do with them giving him a vaccine. It has to do with when they needed me to come back, to give up my job, give up what I was doing in Europe, having a great time, being successful. They convinced me to come home because my mom's boyfriend was sick and she needed my help. And through the course of doing that, I got suckered in to becoming dependent on my mother, to becoming in, entangled in familial entanglement relationships involving money and property. And then when my father needed me, I did the heavy lifting of doing pretty much everything and getting him resettled and dealing with his estate. I mean, my brother did the bookkeeping and the math, but I did all the physical work. And then when it came time, when there was a medical treatment that was an experimental treatment that they wanted to, to give him on the first day, and I said, wait, let's wait. Let's put him at the back of the line. Let's talk about this. I have a, I have a doubt. I have a shadow of a doubt that this is a good idea for his health. And instead of having a sit down with three of us and like let's present each person our case, I was not even allowed to have a conversation. I was abused with logical fallacies and so I was made to feel stupid and humiliated. And then I, when I requested them, don't bother me anymore, don't call me, don't contact me, they've reached out and tried to contact me. So they don't even have the respect for me to leave me alone when I've said to leave me alone. They are continuing to abuse me by not respecting me when I say don't contact me. And I know that they want to contact me because they feel terrible about my father. But I don't. 
And so I don't want them to bother me and suck me into their web of abuse again. And I won't let them. And so today, how I feel about everything that's going on is my anger towards my brothers is exacerbated. But the, the pinpoint of what the actual nature of the anger is has been um, separated and unconvoluted from you know two issues. There's two separate issues. One issue, did you hurt my father by giving him a vaccine? But that's, that's neither here nor there at this point. Now the issue is, why is it that when you need me, you, you talk to me one way, but when it comes down to the really important thing, you treat me like I am stupid. And the exact wording, or well, the paraphrased wording that my brother used was, I am a chemistry professor at a community college for the last 25 years, and therefore I know more about vaccines than you do. Whilst that was his comment, and my comment return comment which got me shunned from the entire family is what have you had to learn that's new in 25 years in order to teach the same class level one chemistry in a community college whereas i have been studying about this particular vaccine from the manufacturer from the person who invented the technology from reporters from alternative sources since two weeks before you even ever heard there was going to be a vaccine. And when I said there was going to be a vaccine, you didn't even believe me. And so you basically think I'm not able to do research and I'm not able to read. And that somehow you're smarter than me because you're able to do the same thing for 25 years. I'm Dave Fremland and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. What I think is, I think my brother is a coward. I think my brother has found something that's very safe for him. He knows these five things and he can be the king of the hill in those five things. But he's not able to expand into new things. Me, I don't know anything about anything, but I'm able to have a little bit of everything. And I think it's better. And so I'm certainly able to read. And based on the following of my podcast, of how many people listen per day, I could tell you that my opinion counts. And I could tell you that the more that I think about this incident with my brother, which I try not to, the more it becomes clear to me that in my family, I'm the healthy one. And the way to stay healthy is to not allow myself to be sucked down by them. They are very unhealthy, low self-esteem, have to constantly try to make themselves feel better and usually at my expense and it was fine when I was if I want to go and be back on drugs and go do cocaine and crystal meth and you know just use my mom as an excuse to never go anywhere and do the five things that I know make me feel quote-unquote normal I could go back to that life and be very easy but or I could continue doing what I'm doing now moving forward and put them behind me and I can continue to be healthier and stronger. I could bet you in five years I'll be in a really great position from now. So, um, and of course, they'll try to suck me back. So, in my last part of my podcast, 
I want to talk about how God buffered my zone so that I could, uh, so my father could pass away without me freaking out. So I want you to know that on Friday, on about Thursday and Friday, I was, well, lately, I've been, you know, my father's been ill and my brothers are dickheads and I've been sort of feeling like I'm all alone out here in Florida and I haven't recognized the progress that I've really made because sometimes you make progress, you don't notice it. And uh, I was feeling kind of down about it, wondering if I'm doing the right thing, you know. And then on Friday, what happened on Friday? Oh, yeah, on Friday, I was invited to go to an event. One of the guys in my dance class and one of the girls in my dance class go to the same church. Their church was having a party. And then I was going to be the only one from our class that went, but then I told all the other people I was going, and then they all decided to go. So we had a little clan of people from our dance class, all there supporting each other and being friends. And I thought about it, and I thought, well, I guess I have made, I guess I do have some friends here in Florida. And I started to feel like, you know, maybe things are starting to take shape. You know, things take time especially when you're dealing with underlying mental health issues and whatnot. And I, I took note of it. I thought I had a really good time. It was a Friday night. And then on Saturday, I went to my volunteer job and I felt very warm and welcome. And I got asked out again on a date. There's a person who's continually flirting with me. And I decided that I'm, I'm deserving of being flirted with. And, uh, and maybe I am a hot, good-looking, intelligent guy with a lot to offer. And maybe I'm just a good in bed. Who knows? But anyways, um, and maybe I'm just really attractive. I don't know. But anyways, that made me feel like, you know, wait, maybe maybe I am moving forward. Maybe this is the right spot for me, you know? I was almost even feeling like Orlando. Well, maybe I should be in Miami or something. But no, it felt good. And then on Sunday, out of the blue, and I could tell you this has never happened to me before. A check that I was waiting for to hit my bank account, it landed in on there on a Sunday. Not on Monday, not on Saturday, on a Sunday. I checked my bank account on Saturday, no money. Sunday morning, I'm balancing my checkbook, money in the account. And so that was kind of weird, huh? I thought about it. I didn't think... I thought a little bit about it. I thought, well, it must be from God in order to make me feel secure more about money because I've been sort of feeling insecure about money. And I decided this weekend of all weekends to trust God and not, you know, remove money from other sources to try to buffer myself. I just was like, okay, I'm going to trust God. Money's going to happen. And on Sunday it happened, not Monday. And then weirdly and oddly, I was able to see oh wait pause so anyways the, uh that was my friend of mine calling to see how i'm doing so today is wednesday and how i'm dealing with it today is uh i'm going to be talking to my therapist in 20 minutes and hopefully we can sort through some of these feelings but uh, the good news is that the anger i have towards my brothers is now separated from the actual you know, I actually have the pinpoint of what's making me angry. And, you know, the thing to really understand about this kind of anger is that um, 
when somebody when somebody reacts as angrily as I am experiencing, it comes because the people that I'm reacting at anger towards have hurt me. Okay? When my brother called the other day and left a voicemail on my phone, I shook with upset. I can't say anger. I can't say hurt. I was upset for the whole day, shaking my hands, shaking because I was so upset. And when somebody reacts that way and it feels like anger, it's because anger protects you from hurt. And if they had not treated me like they thought I was a total dunce and with a zero level of respect, in fact, a negative level of respect, and they showed me, not with what they said, but with how they acted, that the whole time that I was living near them, I was living under a pretense. And it would be fine if I want to go back and be on drugs and just not notice anything. But if I want to be healthy and have a happy life, I got to separate myself from being sucked into being where I'm taken advantage of. If I kept going the way I was going, I'll be more and more dependent on my mother and then she'll die. And then what? And then what have I got? I'm now 60 years old and I have no friends. And it's, it's a cycle. It's a circle that goes down, 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 down. So, you know, today I'm very upset about my father. I'm upset about my brothers. I don't know what I'm going to do about going to the funeral or not. And, um, but I do think, and this is really what I believe, I, I don't have... I'm not one of these people that get hung up on death. I've had so many people in my life die. I really get a sense of what goes on. And my attitude is that it really it's about who's alive. And who's alive needs to be living. And so it's for me, how do I incorporate, you know, whatever memories and feelings I have about my father and then move forward and, you know, keep those memories alive and put them in a happy place. You know, try to forget about the things that are unhappy, but try to process through them so they don't linger. So that's how, you know, that's what it looks like today. And, you know, I apologize. This podcast has to be, you know, sort of Debbie Downer, you know, kind of angry, grieving podcast. But I, I feel like, you know, based on how many people listen to my podcast and all I do on my podcast is I wake up and I tell the truth for a half hour about what's going on with me and the particular struggle that I go through. And I think that I am one out of like probably 20 million people on the planet. You know, like I am probably not that unique. Um, the things I suffer through or feel or experience are probably not, you know, I'm not, based on how many people listen to my podcast, I can tell you I'm not the only one. But, you know, I think that there's what you call safety in numbers. And I think that, you know, all I do is I get up and I talk about how I'm feeling about certain things and certain consistent topics that I talk about consistently so that people can get a sense if they want to listen to me or not. And sometimes I digress, but I really feel that the what why I do a podcast and why people listen is because they want to hear like what does a person who is an average person who's just like everybody else 
who goes through these things on a daily basis and is having mental illness or whatever problems or deals with COVID or deals with whatever, and how do they get through it? And I just talk about what I do. I try to stay positive. I try to talk about solutions. You know, I try to not linger on, you know, nasty things. But today was, you know, I'm going through a thing. And you guys, my audience, you deserve to know. And so um, I'm going to end here. And uh, there may or may not be another podcast today. And there might be, you know, there probably will be for sure one tomorrow. But today I don't know because I, I don't know what I'm doing today. And it might just be where I just feel like talking to my computer all day. <laughs> so I love this microphone. That's really the whole point. But anyways, um, you know, we'll see what happens. And I'll talk. I'll keep you updated. Okay, how's that? Okay, have a good day. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening. <laughs>